From the nearest comic book to the farthest cinematic universe, journey into the past, present, and future of your fandom. This is Meanwhile. This is Meanwhile. This is Meanwhile. Twenty-two pages later, with your hosts, the Cap, MFG, and Ralph the Tech. Please stand by. So, we meet again. Are you sure you want to do this? <laughs> All right, so let's do this. Welcome to another edition of Meanwhile, 22 pages later, episode 245. I'm one of your hosts, The Cap. And with me as always is the man who would be considered a relic that treasure hunters would see and say, wow, is this thing really a thousand years old? He is Mike, also known as MFG. Damn right and looking damn good. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say that. <laughs> Hey, I can't help it. I mean, you guys are buried treasure, too. You know, you should be buried anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> I get buried every day I go to the beach, and then they realize I am not a corpse. <laughs> it's not your intro yet. <laughs> What's up, but Mike? Anyhow, let's get right to it. I know what you want to hear from me. You want to hear those incredible horror films and thrillers where black people live till the end. Black people that don't die in horror films. You know, it's an act that was so rare that black folks didn't understand the word sequel until Obama's re-election in 2012. Wow. Yeah, that's how weird it was. <laughs> there goes a the quarter of our audience. <laughs> there you go. All righty. So here we go. Remember, you need to give the, an- the correct answers to these involves two parts. It is the movie and the actor that is appropriate to the person that I'm describing from that movie. Mm-hmm. Here we go. T.F. Cooper is the rescue technician aboard the spaceship Lewis and Clark which is on a mission to investigate the reappearance of a vessel that has opened a gateway to a hellish dimension near a black hole in this early aughts sci-fi horror flick. Ooh. The movie's easy, but you got to get the person, actually. So one more time. T.F. Cooper is the rescue technician aboard the spaceship Lewis and Clark, which is on a mission to investigate the reappearance of a vessel that has opened a gateway to a hellish dimension near a black hole in this early aughts sci-fi horror flick. And you will hear the answer to that after the quick news. All right, cool. And I can't wait to try to give an answer. I'm actually doing pretty good on these. Um, by the way, I was thinking, Mike, have you ever thought about putting a grade level for each one? Like, this is grade level for B for you're a bum if you don't get this or, you know, something like that. <laughs> no, but, you know, my withering stare, I think, is enough to make you, make <laughs> yeah, you feel like you, you're an idiot. We're not a visual podcast, so, you know. You guys can feel it. <laughs> It's the pregnant silence, the pregnant pause, the pregnant silence. And our other illustrious host. No, that's usually followed by, I'm pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) Anything that's ad? Where are you running? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. And our other. Unfriended on Facebook already? Wow. (laughs) Facebook, how old is he? And our other illustrious host is the man who who would be horrible at treasure hunting because he would ignore all the instructions that would lead to the end of the world. He is RT Squared, Ralph the Tech. What are you talking about? I read all the instructions clearly, front to cover. I mean, yeah, yeah. Cover to cover. Cover to cover. Yeah. And then I toss them out and say, I got this. Hold my beer. <laughs> That's exactly the problem. But <laughs> well, the problem is that he's reading also the instructions to something else. <laughs> Usually it's about how to hold a beer. <laughs> it's more difficult than you think. So the other day, you know, I'm, I'm on vacation right now, and I was just chilling at home. Next thing you know, some aliens beam down all Star Trek-like, and they're like, we need your help to save the galaxy. And I'm like, nah, 
no. Be like, come on, it's the fate of the world. Your world's going to be destroyed. I'm like, nah, maybe next time or, or go for the other guy. And they kept pleading and begging and they kept offering me stuff Un until it got to the point where I'm pretty much the ruler of the planet. Yes. Uh, congratulations. I'm now your ruler. That's scary. <laughs> um, but then a thought occurred to me as they were handing me the keys to Earth. They tell you to be the early bird, but there's also wisdom in being the late worm. Hmm. What? That's true. That's true. The early bird <laughs> does get the worm, and if it's late. <laughs> oh, gosh. The other worm comes in and says, hey, guys. Oh, snap. Bro, they've all been murdered, but I'm still here. All right. <laughs> and celebrating by reproducing by itself. So there you go. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I guess that's another way of sucking yourself off. Um, <laughs> all if right. It works. It works, right? Yeah, we're starting with a bang, I see. Um, all right. So today's episode, we'll be discussing the latest installment of a movie series that is bringing the fra their franchise to a conclusion. But is this movie a valuable gem or a doomed artifact? Those questions and more will be answered as we discuss the Lucasfilm production of Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. But first, hey Mike, Yo. Mike, do you want a short intro? It's already longer than I want. All right, there you go. <laughs> and I'm all about <laughs> granting wishes to the needy. So here he is, Mike and his quick news. And now, the quick news brought to you by MFG. And Ralph and Cap. And that quick news intro was brought to you by T.F. Bundy. T.F. Bundy? Totally fucked, but not dead yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you spelled that out for me. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. What you got for us, Mike? Oh, just a couple of things. If you were a fan of 2001's 13 Ghosts, and frankly, who wasn't? I mean, come on. Good news! The production company Dark Castle is looking to develop a series based on the film aptly named 13 Ghosts, the series. Uh, if greenlit, the series will consist of 13 episodes with an anthology style that dives into a different ghost with each episode. The series would also look into the creation of the Basilius Machine, which was used to contain the ghost, as well as the Arcanum, which was the ancient spellbook that summoned the spirits. But as of now, the project cannot move forward due to the writers and actors strike. Go ahead, Ralph. You were saying. I mean, listen, just call me. I'll write that shit. <laughs> they, I don't know if you write it well, but I mean, you'll I write it. I will write that shit. <laughs> and hence the writer's strike. <laughs> Word. I'll say it's one of, the, one of the horror films that I've seen that, I mean, I mean, it was creepy. It wasn't like, gore. I'm a big, I'm not a big gore fan. Right. But I enjoyed 13 Ghosts, 13 Ghosts a lot. It was fun. And that, that house, just, when they just walked to the house, it's just all glass yeah. with a writing on it. It's just like, but, but Ja Rule was just like, I'm not cleaning his windows. <laughs> <laughs> fun story. So uh, that was the first time I was introduced to Tony Shalhoub. Oh, really? You oh, really? Monk? Wow. I, oh, I hadn't seen Monk before. Was that pre-Monk? Oh, no. No, no. That oh. was way after Monk. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, Actually, Monk was still going on. Yeah. So... Um, when I saw that, I was like, oh, man, this guy's really good. Mm -hmm. So then I started, that's what actually got me into watching yeah. Monk. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, that, that's interesting. Wow. Yeah, it's a good movie. I mean, he, yeah, he played the part really well of the, of the dad that was just trying to get back with his family. Stuff. Yeah, it was a good movie. Anyhow. Yeah, I enjoyed it. So to hear that they're thinking about doing this, I've heard a couple of people talk about 13 Ghosts as a property and having, having potential. I'm glad they're, they're going to give it a try. They should bring back Tony Shalhoub just to do a cameo or something. Oh, that would be nice. Yeah. yeah. That would be pretty good. All right. What else you got there, Mike? All right. Next and last but not least, if me saying Buster and Babs are back makes you squeal like a six-year-old at a candy counter, more good news. 
Amblin Television and Warner Brothers Animation are bringing back all of your favorite Tiny Toon Adventure characters in the brand new Tiny Toons Luniversity. The series follows Babs and Buster, Hampton, Plucky, and Sweetie as they navigate the whimsical ups and downs of higher hijinks learning. And who will they be learning from? Who else? Bugs, Daffy, and the rest. So tune in to Cartoon Network on September 9th at uh, it's a Saturday at 9 a.m. to start the wackiness. But for those impatient hoes at home, you can also stream all 10 episodes of the first season on Max beginning on September 8th. Wow. So so they're giving it one week at a time on Cartoon Network, but giving the whole thing at Max. Yeah, as far as I understand, yeah. How do you guys feel about this? I see my I feel Cartoon Network just got jerked around. <laughs> That's part of it, yeah. I don't know for me, I mean, and don't get me wrong, I love Tiny Toon Adventures. Mm-hmm. I loved it when it came out. I was a freshman in high school and I went to art high school in, in the nineties. So that was like, oh my goodness, something new and fresh and different. I feel like that no, they're not going to do anything different or fresh. Right. And that's my fear. Oh yeah. I mean, that, you, you never know what you're going to get, even though that Looney Tunes was kind of funny that they did like a couple of years ago. Yes. Yeah. That, that was actually really funny. Especially well, seeing Gossamer do all the photo shoot. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that, that still cracks me up. But anyhow, <laughs> what about you, Ralph? How do you feel about it? I know you're, you're a little bit younger than me. So you weren't when you were around yeah, and you're a little older than me. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Glad you, you agree. Did you hear that awkward silence there? That says math not working. <laughs> That's what that is. So, so how do you feel about Tiny Toons, or at least them re-releasing Tiny Toons and doing a new series? Hey, listen. As long as it's something new and not rewashed, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm all for it. Well, they didn't do a bad job with Animaniacs. But Animaniacs, I felt like was I mean, see, Looney I mean, Tiny Toons had like at least two or three seasons, I believe, yeah. where Animaniacs only had one, right, or one or what? two. Oh, I thought it seemed longer, but I'm not sure. Yeah, Animaniacs. I mean, I don't know. I just felt like that was a smarter idea than these recycled right. miniature versions of the t- the Looney Tune characters, where Animaniacs was his own thing. Right. No, that's that's sure. kind of kind of like, and you know, they could be funny with with the humor, a little bit more adult. I don't know. That's no, I, that's the point. That's well, the point. I do want to check it out though. I've always thought that Tiny Toons were. Uh, interesting because you, you can take the your same characters like Bugs and Babs and Daffy and then just recreate them in a different way which I thought was very right because again they're not yeah they're not like because well, when, when anime I'm sorry when Tiny Toons first came out I assumed that they were just younger versions of the same exact character you know, I mean different. they still really are but yeah. really they are but um, but no I mean they were able to say like oh no they're slightly different yeah. even though like Babs and Busted you're like you're Last name's both Bunny. Aren't yeah. you guys related? <laughs> so are, are, are all Perez's related? No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, but I mean, you know, you don't hear any, like, you know, is, is, it, is Lola's last name Duck? Or is she just Lola? Did she ever get, or was it Tina? Lo, Lola. No, 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 Lola Lola Bunny. Bunny was Tina. Tina was the, was the love interest on, oh. uh, on that one show. The, was it, it wasn't just Looney Tunes. I forget what they called it. It's when they were getting, they more were having a life. I think it's the one where, where um, Daffy had moved. He was living with Bugs Bunny and they yes. were trying to move him out. And then he ended up with a girlfriend that was a duck. I think she was Latina. Oh, she was I, Latina because her name was Tina. Yeah. So she was Latina. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I guess for me, the, the most interesting parts of the show aren't there anymore. There's no Montana Max because there was no, at least it looks like there's no Montana Max uh, and there's no Elmira. Oh, wow. I, like, I, from what I saw, there's no Elmira. And I'm like, okay. those are two really interesting takes on other characters. Well, right. Montana Max is not, it was something brand new. Right. It wasn't Yosemite Sam? It wasn't Yosemite Sam. <laughs> and and um, Elmira was supposed to be um, Elmer, Elmer Fudd. Fudd. Yeah. But a different take on, instead of trying to kill, just trying to love to death. Right. And she was just also a mean brat. <laughs> right. But, I mean, we'll see. So that's all the quick news? That is all my quick news. And I'm really excited to get to this um, 
um, horror movies where black people don't die. Yeah, the horror films and thrillers where black people live to the end. You're it's always correcting always me. Always a great thing. Always correcting me. Go ahead. All right. Give the hint again. You're not going to ask if I have any quick news? We, first, let's do the black people don't die in horror movies. Then we'll get you quickness. Fine. I see the priorities here. Yeah. <laughs> and learn them. <laughs> and respect them. Oh, boy. All right. Here we go. One more time. Uh, T.F. Cooper is the rescue technician aboard the spaceship Lewis and Clark which is on a mission to investigate the reappearance of a vessel that has opened a gateway to a hellish dimension near a black hole in this early aughts sci-fi horror flick. Ralph, do you want to say it or, do I, or should I say it? I'll, I'll give you the honor. Which means he does not know. Okay, right. <laughs> so the actor's Lawrence Fishburne and the movie is Event Horizon. And what do you have to say, Mr. Ralph, the tech? I have to say that the actor is Loris Finchborn. Loris. <laughs> wow. And Did we give the, him alcohol? Not at all. <laughs> and that the movie is Event Horizon. Event Horizon? <laughs> so that was uh, Hebrew. Well, it is really good to know that Lawrence Fishburne is in the movie, and he was Captain Miller. No! Uh, who dies. He, <laughs> he, he dies saving the crew. <laughs> you know. But the movie is Event Horizon, and okay. the actor is Richard T. Jones. I don't know who, Oh, shoot, right? yes. Oh, my God, yes, yes, and, yes. And you may not know his name, but anyone that watches The Rookie, he is the uh, sergeant slash captain yes. of the crew. Yes. Okay. He's just oh a, he's, he's a lot heavier now though. He was I looked at the picture, I was like, he had ripped, he had a chest, he had abs. I was like, what the hell happened to this life? Life happens, 20 bro. In life 20 happens. years. So funny story. I've never seen Event Horizon. Oh, really? I've I'll I will i won't I'll say this. I've always seen parts. And I've and I've seen the whole movie, but I've seen it in sections. Yeah. It was on HBO. Well, the, well the movie did not do well when it came out. And it for reasons that are but it is one of the things, it has a gathered a cult following. And it, when you watch it again, you're like, okay, I, you see what you miss, and it's not bad. It's still not going to be like, oh, this movie was just a gem that was hidden, but it's much better. 97? Hmm? That's 2001. <laughs> Event Horizon. <laughs> oh, boy. It should be 2001. No, it says 97. Oh, this one, right? Yeah, it was 97. Oh, I thought, I thought it was 2001. Oh, no, 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 no. I remember that because I wasn't even. I wasn't, yeah. Oh, you know what I'm thinking of 2001? I'm thinking of, I was just talking about 13 Ghosts. Oh, okay. <laughs> was, I was like, no, I, I know 2001 was important for a moment. Anyhow, Ralph, do you have any quick news? I was uh, nine years old when that movie came out. Really? I was eight. Yeah. <laughs> the lie. The lie. Actually, I was probably just born because I, I'm only 27 and, and, you know, that tech is way older. Oh, my gosh. 100% <laughs> I believe you. God. And, I, and do you have any quick news? Um, Wasting time in air, man. I did have quick news. Was it about Event Horizon? It was not. Then it wasn't stolen. Let's go. Well, I got the wrong black guy, so there goes. It's lost in my head. Yeah. Oh, that 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 poor thing is afraid and alone, <laughs> <laughs> shivering. <laughs> it's not alone. It's in there with all the other lost thoughts. Wow. They're just you know separate. <laughs> I've got a little bit of quick news, and it's 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 part of the wrestling world, which kind of turned upside down a couple of days ago. Um, I'm not sure if anybody who watches wrestling is familiar with. It's about how the Edge died. Uh, who died? <laughs> no. How, well, actually, one you know, of the wrestler that did just die. Yeah, actually, two wrestlers died back to back. Terry Funk died on August 23rd, which a lot of older wrestling fans will remember him during the the 70s and 80s, like back when Ric Flair was young and, and all that stuff. But the one that I mean, and not that um, Terry Funk's death wasn't tragic, but on the very next day. Um, Bray Wyatt, a.k.a. Uh, Wyndham Rotundo, died at the age of 36. Wow. Oh, shit. Yeah, see, um, um, complicate, matter of fact, he was still wrestling. He yeah. was still wrestling. And what ended up happening was he had caught COVID, and the complications of COVID 
Um, Exacerbated a heart uh, ailment that he already correct, had. Correct, yes. That I don't think he knew he had. Right. Yeah. And he was out for a while. I mean, he, let me see. Mania was in April. So I think he, he wasn't back from Mania. So he was out since like February or something like that. And they were waiting for him to come back. But they didn't talk about what his injury was. And they're like, yeah, Bray will be back soon. And Bray died yesterday. Right. Yesterday being August 24th. The wrestling world is in shock right now. Yeah, I and, and I feel really horrible. He, he, he has um, four beautiful girls. And, and if anybody knows about Bray Wyatt... He's he's the guy that brought supernatural. You speak about horror. He brought supernatural horror element to wrestling, even wow. though it's not believable. But right. the idea of suspend your imagination. He really had really unique and um, really interesting takes on his characters, and he, he was really creative beyond words. He was a really great guy behind the scenes. Um, just so sorry to see such a talented guy, such a talented um, performer um, lose his life like that. Yeah. So it was just. That's very sad. Yeah. yeah. That COVID is no joke. I mean, it may have gone by easy, but for some people, yeah. like they said, even if even if your case wasn't that bad, it may have done damage somewhere that you're just unaware of. That's, that's a scary thing. Yeah. Um, so on the wrestling thing, mm-hmm. one of the someone on Facebook had posted because um, the Edge quit wrestling. Edge. No, his name is Edge, not the Edge. It's Listen, Edge. It's the Edge. No, no, that, no, no, that's no, no, the no. Kings for Edge, and that's only when you're barbecuing. <laughs> So, um, so he, he retired from wrestling, right? And someone had put up a picture, and it said 2000, uh, 2003, or was it ninety? I forget the year that he started. I think it was ninety seven. Yeah, something like that. To to twenty twenty three, right? So some people thought that he had died. Oh wow! <laughs> oh my god! And, and on the post, they were commenting, "What? He's dead?" And they're like, "No." He retired. You thought he was born in 97? <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's only like 26 years old. <laughs> this is what this generation is doing. They're, they're skimming and not reading. Don't oh, get me started they, on that. They, yeah, they barely read anything. And The Edge, I think, is a musician. Right. That's correct. So you don't ever want to confuse that. Yes, ever. Because I'm he a- will come and lay into you with his axe. <laughs> his ex or his axe? Axe. Ex? He, he might have his ex swing the axe. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on the day. <laughs> all right, all right. So now let's calmly transition from talking about the quick news into the um, main uh, the, the main subject for today. And we're going to be talking about Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. And with a synopsis is a man who eagerly wanted to see this. And it's not me. So it's Mike, also known as MFG. Go ahead. I did. Yeah, well, yeah I didn't. But <laughs> Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny is the fifth and final installment in the Indiana Jones franchise, which began in 1981 with Raiders of the Lost Ark. Dial of Destiny was directed by James Mangold and written by Mangold, Jess Butterworth, Henry, I'm John, excuse me, John Henry Butterworth, and David Cope. With an estimated budget of $300 million. Oh my Remember gosh. that number. Estimated budget of $300 million. The film was a commercial flop with a box office run of $174 million domestic and a total, that's including domestic, of $379 worldwide. One of $300 million. They made $379 Wow. Yeah, exactly. So compared, compared, <laughs> compared to 2008's much maligned Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, which made 317 domestic and 799, uh, 791 total worldwide. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 69% with an audience of 88%. Uh, and wow. an IMDb weighted average of sixty-eight out of hundred. Okay, I feel right. I feel I feel smarter now. Sixty-nine. <laughs> Sixty-nine. <laughs> All right, little synopsis here. After twelve in-story years of his best forgotten adventure about a crystal skull, Dr. Henry Walton Jones Jr., aka Indiana Jones, is ready to retire from teaching and adventuring. The world is groovy now. 
The Beatles' White Album has been out for a year, and this installment of the franchise actually has some people of color not played by white actors. Uh, Indiana's unwelcome retirement is interrupted by the arrival of his goddaughter, Helena Shaw, a mostly amoral grifter pursued by CIA agents and Nazis as she tries to locate a nonsensical time machine known as the Antikythera, invented by Archimedes in 212 BC. Helena is accompanied by her own short round called Teddy. The pair is mostly responsible for the deaths of everyone in the film, but luckily, neither is ever troubled by an ounce of remorse. Are they the villains? No, but it would have made more sense if they were. In the wake of endless global chases, captures, escapes, and far-fetched puzzle solving, Indiana's journey resolves in the most unexpected of places. Bottom line, The Dial of Destiny is about a man who wants to control history that is constantly beaten by a man who is stuck in it because of his own regrets. Nevertheless, after more than 40 years of a franchise adventures on the big screen, maybe this one could have been an email? Starring Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones, Phoebe Waller-Bridge as Helena Shaw, Ethan Isidore as Teddy Kumar, Mads Mikkelsen as Jürgen Waller, uh, sorry, Jürgen Wolder, Antonio Banderas as Ronaldo, John Rice Davies as Salah, Toby Jones as Basil Shaw, Seanette Renee Wilson as Agent Mason, Boyd Holbrook as Kleber, and Karen Allen as Marion Ravenwood. All right, so let's get into it. Indiana Jones and a Dial of Destiny, but before we even get into that, let's lean over and press that spoiler button that we've paid so much money for. Warning, the following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, piss off, you wanker. Ah, and that spoiler warning was brought to you dryly by Steve Francis of Stush Productions. He wins a sound fight without a board. It's Dush. <laughs> Hey, what's in that refrigerator after that nuclear explosion? Oh, it's Dush. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you went back to the other movie. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, if I'm going to survive a nuclear explosion, it's definitely going to be inside a refrigerator. Which, I, I mean, it would have been impossible either way, but if it had just been a refrigerator that was on the ground and it's somehow just the radiation proof, but it went through the air, I'm like, no. That was a smeg, right? But, but, it had to be a smeg. One, by the way, I'm not going to um, stay on this idea for long, but I want to say this. We definitely got to do a Meanwhile 22 Pages Later retro review of movies that we haven't done that are older sci-fi movies, because that movie would be interesting. Oh, yeah. That To see what, Actually, what our take would be. it would be nice to do like a, an entire uh, franchise retrospective on Indiana Jones. I think so. This way you just cover them all. Why not? Yeah. All right, but let's stick with this one, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. So I'm not even going to lie to the audience. I And shout out to Lady J. Um, she knows that I said this. This was some, uh, we have some assignments that we agree upon. And we say, okay, we're going to go watch this movie. I was not looking forward to this. And, 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 and before. Were you sh- looking back at it? Uh, just shut up. <laughs> shout out. Oh, goodness. You, you, self-congratulatory fucking joke. Um before Troy even jumps through this um, speaker and chokes me, because Troy's a big fan of Indiana Jones. And he's still not mad? <laughs> <laughs> How big is he? <laughs> he he's so, but also, Troy is somebody that will, he's on, the, on that Ralph side of reviewing movies where it's like, no, it wasn't bad. We're going to get to that in a second. My point is, I wasn't excited getting into this. I sat there in the beginning, and I felt the pacing was a little bit off, but we begin with, 
the whole, you know, not, you know, young Indiana Jones chasing down Nazis, tracking down this, this dial from Archimedes and all uh, this. He's actually after the Lance of Long Island. Sorry, that's what I'm sorry. Now, let me ask you. The Lance of Long Island? The Lance of Long Island. <laughs> wow, that was a really good accent. What, a Long Island iced tea? Yeah, I could make you one. Let me ask you, was the young Indy through that sequence, was like the first 15 minutes of the no, movie? No, it was almost 30. Yeah. It was, was a, it very, long, it yeah. was a very long yeah. sequence. <laughs> I don't know how to watch it twice. I fell asleep once. <laughs> <laughs> um, was it was it um, fluid or was it very distracting? Well, so I actually thought um, the the technology involved was actually pretty well done because the the age regressed face of Harrison Ford it looked very good, mm-hmm. very good. Whoever the body double was, he seemed like he was in good shape too, and and he matched the mannerisms of what um, Harrison Ford would have done as as if it was actually him. Um, I, I thought that was really well done. Um, the whole scenes and every, I don't know, like it was, I guess it was a good way to set up for what the whole movie was about. So I didn't really have too much of a problem with that. I was, I was just in shock of how good the age regression right. was. I, I had no problem actually with the, I thought it was a really good setup. Um, and it's Anthony Ingruber, by the way, they played his oh, body double. Okay. Uh, cause he, he oddly enough looks a lot, well, a decent amount like a young Harrison Ford. So they just put uh, my only problem with Harris for even the uncanny valley of the CGI didn't bother me. It's a lot of people it, are writing it like, oh, it's horrible. I'm like, it, no, it was, I, it I've was seen really horrible. Good. I remember when they de-aged. Um, oh, what's her face? Um, we see her every time we watch an AMC movie. Uh, Nicole Kidman. Yeah. When yeah. they de-aged her for Aquaman. It was oh. horrible. I mean, she's a beautiful woman, but like it was horrible de-aging on her. And we've seen other, uh, even we've Samuel, Samuel, Samuel Jackson gets yes. weird, you know? You know what it was with her is that because of all her plastic surgery, the camera didn't know where to grab onto it. Alleged. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, but, you know, I mean, I didn't have any problem with, with it at all. The only problem I had with the old scene was, oh, it's young Indiana Jones. It's young Harrison Ford. That sounds like this. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, so you couldn't just have anyone else be do as well. You can't modulate it with computers in this day and age. You definitely could have. <laughs> yes, that, remove some of the yeah, gruff. Yeah, that was the only thing that kept pulling me out because I mean, we and that's the other thing too. Audiences all know what young Harrison Ford sounds like. It's and, not and, like we had no reference. And I'll say that that's for me. That's something that distracted me. I was and, and mind you, I tried not to get into the idea of concentrating on that because we know this is what it's going to be. It's going to talk about a little bit about young Indiana Jones to set up what the mm-hmm. later adventure is going to be. But there were things that did take me in and out. Now, don't get me wrong. The the, the de-aging was better in this one. Mm-hmm. But better doesn't mean great. No, I mean... Like, it was better than yeah. what we've seen so far. And, and I mean, it was definitely better than that movie that... um. Oh, what's the movie that they did on the Netflix? Irishman. Yeah, you already yeah. know. But yeah, yeah, because I mean, it was bad. That's what I'm saying. Like, this wasn't. It didn't bother me in the least. I mean, even the um, the the, the crap that they did with uh, uh, what's her face? Um, we're forgetting names. Leah, right? uh, Princess Leia. Um, uh, uh, Margot. Oh, no, no, no. Margo. Oh, oh, Superman. Sorry. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, Carrie Fisher. Fisher. Yeah. Carrie Fisher, and, and were they or were just even just bringing back? Um, oh my God, it's another name. That's it's another old time actor, not Christopher Lee. Peter, uh, Peter, Christopher Lee, Peter. The Admiral guy? Yes. Yeah. Peter. I forget his name. Cannot think of his name. Um, but like, I mean, that wasn't even de-aging. Just bringing that back was horrible. Yeah. You know, anyhow, so I, I had no problem with it. But I liked the story. I liked the setup. I liked the fact that we weren't automatically going for the dial in 1944. 
I like the fact that he was looking for one thing and stumbled into it, and then we didn't even pick it up right then. Yeah. We're now fast forwarding 25 years later. I like that actually because it it, it gave a, a feel of, you know, not you know how like any movie or any I mean TV shows they have to move this way, but it's like everything the person does is always their next case. It's always the it, they they stumble upon it. This one was just like no, you know, you've had it went one way on. and then yeah. a misdirection. Yeah. Um, and then we uh, um, actually in that sequence we we also see. Um, our our big villain, um, uh, what's his name? Waller? Mad, Mad Mickelson. Um, yeah, his uh, his what is it? Uh, Waller. Uh, Waller. It would be with a W sound. Yeah, sorry, Jurgen, uh, Jurgen Waller. Jurgen Waller. Yeah. Jurgen Waller. Um, um, is this? I mean, and I don't want to go too far ahead, but was this villain a very run of the mill Nazi villain? Because that's what I'm starting to feel like. Like a lot of these movies have very like Nazi so and so plug in here. It is the, they're not very dynamic in. Well, well Mads. He was of the Nazi party, so he's a Nazi, obviously. Um, uh, or should, actually, I made it sound like the actor is. <laughs> Jürgen is a Nazi uh, because he's of the Nazi party. But, you know, he obviously wasn't of the exact mental um, brainwash because he did not like Hitler. He, right. he didn't like all the flaws he created. It's not even like he wanted to go back in time or anything and help Hitler. He wanted to replace him. So he, he wasn't a, um, a complete follower. But, I mean, it, all of the Indiana Jones, I mean... Everything's Nazi, except for, I mean... No, except, for, except for Temple of Doom. Temple, Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom. I mean, it's, it's everything Nazi, and I, I get it. It's the time period it's from. It's not unfair. It's just that, like you said, it's it's just that they don't do anything interesting. Right. You know, I mean, like, and, and they even kind of de-Nazied him a bit. So, like, you didn't even have, like, the, the full-fledged, like, where's your going? Where's the papers? You know, like, like he was just, like, it was, like, it was kind of like, we're a humbler Nazi from a simpler time. You know, like... like <laughs> Um, but I still like because I like Mads Mikkelsen. I do like him. I I, I think he's a good actor. Great um, actor. But uh, I, I, I I enjoyed his role. I just I'll I'll go into point. I, I said this to um, Ralph the Tech because we saw the movie at the same time because you know other people don't invite us anymore. You know how that goes. Anyhow, um, In, into my house watching <laughs> it on on blankety blank app. Sorry, <laughs> but uh, I'll get into how I think the story should have gone. But I had already mentioned that to Ralph. Okay. But I'll tell you how that later once we get to those characters. All right, cool, Ralph. How'd you feel about um, how'd you feel about our big bad? Do you? I mean, I felt like he was plug and play. Like insert Nazi leader here. Was he like that for you? Um. Hmm. Shout out to Emma from Marvel who's listening and getting frustrated by your pausing. Because she always says, why does Ralph take so long to give an answer? He's slamming on our car. Is this thing on? <laughs> huh. He's doing that on purpose now. <laughs> so it didn't feel like he was very intimidating at all. Okay. Um, I found it hard to believe that he would have such a devout following also. Mm-hmm. Just, just based on like, I mean, the simple fact that like, he wasn't even respected by the commanders, right? When, uh, when he, when it was during the Nazi time, yeah. No, I agree. Um, so I, I found it hard to believe that he would find such a devout following, but also like, I guess some of them were probably paid mercenaries, and then others just brainwashing, yeah. over time. Well, because so. I mean, it's also it's a devout. I mean, like you said, and I agree with exactly what you're saying. It's a that's a lot to ask for devout following over. Here's my sales pitch to you to be my follower. I was a pretty milquetoast person in the Nazi army, and I want you to follow me as I look for a possible time machine that's broken up by two in two pieces, created over two thousand years ago by some guy. It'll work though. And we've never seen it work. We have no proof that this thing's even real at all. Follow me. 
but it'll work. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, is that your sales pitch? Because that had to be the sales pitch. <laughs> you know, he was like, all right, all right, hold, hold on a sec. Hold my beer. Let me tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> hold my stein. <laughs> That's the only German I know. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> hey, hey, I did a really bad impersonation. I left it to one word. I'm sparing you. You're welcome. <laughs> Nine. Nine. <laughs> now he knows that's, that's not the number I'm going to give this movie, but go ahead. <laughs> All right. So, um, like you said, fast forward, what, you said 25 years? 25 years. 25 years, and we see Dr. Jones looking older than 25 years old. He, at the time of this movie, or at least by the time they finished filming the movie, he was 80, yes. playing 70. Yep. I'm like, damn. <laughs> I guess, I mean, you know, they say black don't crack. What are they about white? It's dust? I mean, I don't rhyme, but you know. White needs to use a lot of uh, sunblock to make sure that they protect their skin and moisturize very well. So that way when they get to 70, it's not cracking. I mean, I guess we're supposed to be like, you know, well, you know, he was out in the sun a lot. And, you know, so this 80-year-old guy playing 70, believable. Hey, <laughs> but he always had a hat on, though. Uh, that's true. He never loses that hat. Yeah. So wait a minute, because I, I, I look at that video of him. You know, or I look at the DH version. That's supposed to be forty-year-old Indy. Uh, in forty-four, yeah, Indiana Jones was uh, was born. Um, I think it's like July first or something like that. Nineteen. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, eighteen ninety-nine. Okay. So basically, just add a year to whatever year he's in. Yeah. Because I'm like, he, so he looks, was he, he was forty-five. Because he looks younger than forty-five DH. Yeah. And he looks older well, than than, because, than seventy. Well, because think about it. In actuality, if you take Harrison Ford, which is they, which is what the, they use basically, if you take Raiders of Arc. Raiders of the Lost Ark, excuse me, which was 42 years ago from his age now, he was only 38. So he was actually was younger than the age he was supposed to be wow. in 44. Interesting. So, okay. So there right. he actually was younger, which is why he looked younger. Right. Okay. Um, but then but then in the reality, he's older, far older than the plays. And I apologize. And I apologize to the audience and, and, to, and to my podcast members. I don't mean to, to belittle that point, but it just felt like it pulled me out so much because I'm getting so distracted on how old is he supposed to be? How is he going to be moving around? And we've seen the action sequences. Some of this shit happens. And I'm like, oh, oh get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Well, that's. Yeah. That was one. I mean, look, we all know it's a movie. We all know the suspension of disbelief, but but that has its limits, you know. Um, you know, they were, and he was doing stuff that even young indie wouldn't have been doing. And I'm like, I mean, come on, guys, just he he's in the movie. He's 70 years old. Stop it. Yeah. Right. He's not even. I'm not saying that he would die from just being hit or something, but it's just like he's going to be in serious pain. Yeah. Like like it's just going to be like, sure, I'm up and around, but. You got to go on without me. <laughs> Seriously. You know? The simple fact that he was running faster than certain young guys. <laughs> yes. And knocking them out with one hit. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Clearly, we haven't seen this guy. Unless they show me a scene where he's at the gym pumping iron. And that's the other and, thing, too. Yeah. And he's like, all right. All right. Who's going to spot me today? Yeah. You know? Because until there is a prequels to Blanking and Blankety Blank, this is his last adventure since... That we're again that we're told of. That's his last adventure since he looked for the Lance of Longinus. Yeah, you know, like that. So it's been twenty five years, give or take. I mean, but you know, but still, it's been twenty five years since he's done anything. So I can't believe he's actively, you know. I, I want to see the deleted scene of him at the college gym with the young people there, just just working out. You know? <laughs> well, remember, Crystal Skull was in between. 
It's supposed to be in between. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, the crystal. That's, I'm sorry. Yes, you're right. There was one because the crystal skull was in. <laughs> I see what you're saying. Yeah, no, no, I forgot about that. Yeah, the crystal skull was in '57. We all try to forget about right. crystal skull. <laughs> no, I, kept I mean, think, I kept thinking it was before the '40s, but no, the crystal skull was in '57, and that was the last right. adventure. That was 12 years prior. I, I mean, they, and he limped through that movie. Even his, I know they even had his double limp through that movie. <laughs> you know, they seem to want to forget within the movie as well so so much that they killed off his son Shia LaBeouf oh I was so happy I was like oh thank god he's dead really were you happy with <laughs> yes, Shia LaBeouf yes there is <laughs> there is basically what they said to us was you know this is the last movie of the franchise no we're not bringing back Shia LaBeouf relax <laughs> well <laughs> you know. they could do the uh the soap opera uh thing where it's like is his twin brother? No, no, no. Where I have like, another kid somewhere. Or, or it's because he went off to war, mm-hmm. right? How many soldiers have been declared dead during war? Oh no, no, only no, no. to come back. No, 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 no. They they did not they did not put this on the screen. But the 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 notes I read into the script said that when they told Indy that his son was dead, he flew to Vietnam, found the body, identified it, burned it. <sighs> Divvied up the ashes, ate some of them himself, and fed it to animals and scattered them across the earth. <laughs> okay. Wow. And he even took some of them with him when he was in the dial and left them back in Archimedes' time period. Damn. <laughs> but who knows? That could have been the wrong body. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, so now let's move, let's move a little bit further along. And we start meeting other people that are not Shia LaBeouf in this series. We meet Helena Shaw, who shows up. She is the who daughter. Who should have been with him in Vietnam. <laughs> when he was killed. <laughs> she, so, so, so so Helena Shaw is like the daughter of um is the daughter of Indy's friend Basil Shaw. Mm-hmm. And um actually that's Indy's goddaughter. Right. Which is funny because he's not a really big, you know. <laughs> he's not a religious man. He's also a man. I don't believe in magic. I've never seen such a thing. You mean besides the magic guy that tried to kill you <laughs> in, in 1937 or whatever it was, or 35? He doesn't believe in voodoo either. <laughs> Well, Voodoo believes in you. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I just thought it was very weird. The simple fact that like, all right, here's clearly family is important to this guy. Uh-huh. Right. And this girl is his goddaughter. Mm-hmm. He would it would seem like he would have a closer relationship with her, especially since the fact that he was such good friends with her father. Right. Well, I think, though, I mean, that I, I will allow the movie because we saw that that um, Basil's obsession you know, the fact that Indy had to take the, the dial and was supposed to destroy it, like, his obsession, I think, is probably what broke that. Because also, remember, Basil dies soon after that. So, and, and I think also the Which, death of his own son. We're, we're supposed to, Indy at this point is, he's, he's a broken down guy. I mean, that's, that's what we're at in 69. He's a broken down man that has no one. Uh, Marion left him yeah. after the death of their son. Yeah. And, his, and that's his only kid that we're aware of, you know. Right. Stuff like that. So this is the broken guy that's, like, not adventuring anymore and has just gotten old and... You know, he and thinking that his whole life is talking about the past, not just his own, but the past. And that's why I said in my in my review, like my synopsis, like he's he's stuck in history, you know. So I think that's what we're supposed to. Be. But I agree. I mean, I, I agree. That I thought that at first, but I was like, OK, well, but this is where he's supposed to be. But they this she, I think, was supposed to bring him out of this. And even no matter how you write it, her character didn't believably do it. Yeah. Her <laughs> character was annoying. Was there anything annoying. like annoying? Uh, no, that's the only word you could come up with, I, Mike. No. Do you, you know I bring I, I bring in I bring in stuff lightly and let you guys beat up on it. She was horrible. a horrible person. And I'm not talking about the actress per se. I, you know, I'm sure she's a good actress, whatever. But her direction and also just the writing of the story, 
she was the most unlikable character period in that the nazis were like <gasps> like i mean like, like, like i was i was just like oh my god i've i've never hated someone in the indiana jones movie more than the nazis <laughs> you know? okay so I, i'm not alone in that okay no, she was horrible um i didn't hate her as much as of you guys course you didn't hate her i just as much that's st- that, that's still not it's still not in your sentence <laughs> but there was a slight like it was a little unsettling like if they, I don't know if they told her just like every scene, smile, no matter what. Smile, smirk. I don't yeah. even know how you do that. <laughs> it, no matter what. Every time. Yeah. Even when people get shot, keep smiling. Yeah. She had no remorse. I mean, she is, she's directly, indirectly responsible for everyone dying mm-hmm. around her. And even when she, they're dying and she knows, I mean, flat out knows these are people of Indy New. She knows that the people that died in that school were his colleagues. Yep. Uh, Ronaldo on the boat. I mean, she's right there for that one. She literally, it's not like she's got to be like, she doesn't have to be teary-eyed. She doesn't know these people. But she at no point was like, I'm so sorry, da-da-da. Like, or even just a, I almost, even if you don't want to take responsibility, be like, I kind of feel like it's my fault that these people, nothing. And she just, like, like Ralph says, just keeps smiling. I'm like, you're a freaking psychopath. Like, 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 and you're, but yet you're supposed to be set up, not saying, and relax out there if you haven't watched the movie, she's not his replacement, but like, you're supposed to feel that she's going to carry on the legacy in some manner. And I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah. Thank gosh. Thank God. You know? Yeah. It's one of those things that I, I was watching and now mind you, the, the trope of the female um, counterpart in Indy has changed I mean, Indy's been around since you said 81. Mm-hmm. So 81 and the idea of what the female lead is supposed to do has changed all those years. Right. Well, also, there was no way they were going to have a love interest with his goddaughter. That, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 They were like, no, 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 But they're not related, <laughs> though. <laughs> nope, stop right there. I, I said Indiana Jones, not set in Indiana. Anyway. <laughs> See, I got one. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I understand they're trying to do something different with the female lead. Right. However, she just wasn't likable at all. Well, because they made her a Mary Sue. She was perfect at everything, and, and yet horrible at everything as far as for, from an audience point of view. But she was perfect at everything to the point that it was just obnoxious. You know, you're like, you know, the, you know, strong woman, fine. I don't care about that. But she was everything. You know, I mean, Indiana was always, yeah, I mean, obviously he's going to get away. He's the hero of the story. But, like, he struggled to get away. You know, like, yeah. her is just kind of like, oh, I'm the woman of the movie. This is all going to fall my way. And it did, you know. Um, so with now having mentioned her and all of us talking about it briefly, I had said to Ralph when I was watching the movie, I said, in all honesty, she should have been the villain. And I'm not saying that just because of what we just said, but the way they portrayed her, it should have turned out that, yes, um, Wolder, I'm not saying that she's working with Wolder. He was his own villain, but she right. should have been the ultimate villain, the, the, that hidden one you were not expecting. Like, like instead of the way the movie, and we haven't gotten to how it ends, but the way the movie ends, instead of that way, he should have been, Wolder should have been at the almost getting there gets killed and she's like, it's finally mine. Because then it would make so, it would actually work. The way they wrote the story would actually have worked and it would have been really interesting. It would now, that takes it away from an Indiana Jones type of a film, I get that. But it would have been really, really interesting. And I, and I really do think that that would have made it for a better, and also the, you would have had the conflict. Right. Of like, because again, it's not his flesh and blood like we pointed out, you know, it's, but it's still family, and this woman's gone so wrong. And, and again, even though yeah, he's right. not responsible for her in that way, even though he's the godfather, blah, 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 he could still feel that I screwed this up, you know, even though it's not. And then, then he learns she's, she's her own person. Of course, it's not my fault. You know, these would have been the lessons to learn in the movie 
And I really think that sh- that would have played much better than what we got. Okay. But yeah. He, All right. At the very end, he could have been like, Eleanor, you come to me today. He's not the Godfather. And ask. You said he was the Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he did have a horse's head in his bag, but, <laughs> but I thought that was for other reasons. <laughs> um, I'll say this. Um, I mean, I. I understand that she's the reason to get him to go on these adventures. I just wish it was somebody else. But yeah. uh, or just just completely written to. I mean, they they just they ruined that part. It, it, like like she she was the next Shia LaBeouf. I'm like, you just can't write another character with him. Well, can you? <laughs> <laughs> you know? so what's interesting is because now you know now you have because oh well, the one thing we forgot to mention is that not only is she trying to get India to help her out with this you have the, C, was the CIA agents chasing her correct and, and the one woman of color in the movie I was like oh right she was pretty cool until the like, Foxy Brown character now I'm going to give you two you names and see if you can guess which one is the woman of color I'm going to say Karen Allen or Seanette Renee Wilson <laughs> <laughs> if you think Karen, it was Seanette right? Renee Wilson you are correct <laughs> Damn, I, I honestly no, thought she it was, was good. <laughs> no, she was good. I, and I really, I liked her as a character. I was, I, I don't mind if she got shot. She didn't have to get killed. I wanted her to be shot, and then like, oh my god, I have to help out. You know, like you know, she just got, you know, she's got wounded. Like they always do. It's just it's the shoulder, but I'm still somehow fine. You know, <laughs> I, I honestly wanted to hear her say jive turkey at least once. Just <laughs> you <once>. jive turkey. <laughs> just once. Well, I mean, watching her chase Indiana Jones made me really start noticing how slow Harrison looked mm-hmm. and how many times they had to turn to a body double when they didn't turn to the body double. It was noticeable. It was like, he's not running away from her. Are you freaking kidding? The, right. the credits are rolling. She caught him. <laughs> 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 All right, in this scene, uh, Harrison, I just need you to look to the left and before you move your head, body double. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. It, it, it was, the, from then on, because then you get into you know, the, the parade happening downstairs and him getting onto the horse and all this stuff is just like, no, oh, please, I'm sorry. I didn't even mention the part that's in the previews that we saw where he catches up with Helena Shaw and she's um, trying to auction off right. um, what she has. Well, that's later on. That's after what you're talking about with the parade. Right, but, 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 but it's one of those examples of it's just so unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. when he just cra- crashes through the window, Yes. you know, at his, at his age again, uh, pulls out the whip, and everybody seems to be suddenly afraid. And then he ducks. And, he t- he and they ducks all take the out guns. <laughs> yeah. There's like eight, nine people who pull out these guns and shoot in his direction. It's like yeah. they started fighting at each other. Yeah. And that was like, oh, man. I, I, I re- and I don't want to be this person because I want to escape. I want to be able to. Yeah. It felt like, okay, now. now well, it's, again, it's because, like, you know, with this type of movie, and it's also a franchise we all know and love. You know, it's not supposed to be fantastic. It's not supposed to be like, wow, they couldn't hit Schwarzenegger at two feet away, even though the man's <laughs> nine feet wide. That's that type of movie. This isn't that type of movie. So, you know, it's like, so then don't put him in these situations. Like, like when people are like, well, how is he supposed to get out of the situation? I'm like, you don't put him in there. This isn't a historical fact. You know, we're not, um, was it reenacting a historical fact? Right. You wrote this scene. Don't write that scene. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're well, really good writers to write your way out of it. Yeah, exactly. You know, but yeah, that was just, and again, it's like I said, it's, we're not belaboring the fact that it's like, that's, it's just a bad scene. It's, a, I mean, it, it didn't look believable. It looked like, oh, they got him. They got him every right. time. <laughs> now let's throw, let's throw another character in the mix, which I feel like is like another Indiana trope: the young, the young, inexperienced person along for the ride. Teddy Kumar. Yes. How Who do can we apparently fly a plane? Well, in the beginning, they started hinting at that with the whole, you know, like the setup that he had in the I bar. Mean, that's and I'm like, oh, he's gonna fly a plane. I did a mic. I was like, I can see this coming. What's, what's that thing called? The gun? 
in in theater, there's a name for it. Oh, the Chekhov's gun. Yeah, Chekhov's oh, yeah, yeah. gun. That was that was him flying the plane oh, with, yeah. with the pilot. That was Chekhov's gun. Oh, yeah. You knew it was coming. Oh yeah, I always make I always make fun of that expression, Chekhov's gun, because for those of you that don't know what it is, there's a, a thing that in um, in Such film that if you show a gun in a scene, then you damn well better use it at some point later in the film. We don't mean it's just like in the back and you're just, you know, the camera's panning. We're talking about you went out of your way to show it. Don't show the audience something that is not going to be used. It doesn't make sense. It just right. becomes confusing because you're like, well, why did the camera linger there? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so that, that's the thing. So, like, so whenever that happens, whatever it's called, instead of, I mean, everyone refers to it as Chekhov's gun because that's just what you call it. I call it Chekhov's whatever they're doing. So for <laughs> me, it was Chekhov's salt and pepper shaker. <laughs> you know, like that's how I always make fun of it. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you saw that, you know, it was coming, but still it was like, it's, there's a long way. And he was even still doing it wrong. So you go from that to expertly flying a plane. No. No, that's that's not going to work. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> you know? I'll, I'll give them that he he was able to take off, and then the other pilot had woke up to help him out. I can give him that, but it still felt too far fetched. Yeah, it was it was. But how do we feel about Teddy the character? It was just short round. Yeah, yeah. It, it it just felt like oh, you're rehashing stuff. Like for instance, Indiana having his whip against guns. Right. You're just rehashing now. It's like, like we're giving you the best of. I'm like, I don't need the best of. I'm just supposed to be giving me an original movie. Mm hmm. Yeah, exactly. Now, from from the point where they start, you know, getting because then it became about um, Hot Potato, who had the dial and and who got it, and, and we're going on this whirlwind adventure around the world. From um, we're going to Greece, we're going to um, Tangiers. Tangiers. Did it feel like um, did it feel like a globe trotting adventure, or did it feel like filling up time? Because it felt like for me, filling up time. It was a lot of filling up time, and and unfortunately, and. I'm pretty sure Temple of Doom though, was a little bit more vague because I think we knew where we he knew where it was that he needed to get but the Temple stones. Of Doom is, is no, two, is no, he's not, no, no, no. I'm not talking about the traveling. I'll lead to what I'm leading to oh, in a okay. second. There. Okay. Um, Temple of Doom was different because he saw, you know, soon after, soon we see the stones, so we know where we're going for that. Everything else though, it's always the same. If Indiana Jones didn't get involved at all, either the villain would never have ever acquired the thing thereafter, or if they did acquire it, they would have died. Think about that. In all of his movies. In, <laughs> think, think, take out Temple of Doom. Think of the other three movies. If he didn't find the Ark, it would never have been found. And if the Nazis had found it, well, they did find it. What happened? They all died. Right. The um, Last Crusade. We saw what happened when the main Nazi picked the wrong cup. Right. He died. They wouldn't have gone after it anymore because they wouldn't have had the skills to navigate. So... He, they would have died. Yep. Um, and in this last one, oh, I'm sorry, the, the crystal, crystal skull. skull. Yeah. They, she got the, you know, Kate. Um, oh, what's her side lover? She's a good actress. Kate Winslet. Uh, not Winslet. Um, Kate. Not Blanchett. Blanchett. Oh, I yeah, yeah. She, she gets the skull. She gets the knowledge into her head, and she dies. <laughs> if he just sat at home, they'll just die. <laughs> like, or again, they would not find. It. So this was just this whole his. Oh, I've got to find this. We've got to get this ahead of them. They don't know where to go. You're leading them to where they need to go. Yep. They're not, you're not beating them to it. You're leading them to it. <laughs> yep. So, Rob, did you feel the same way? That, that, that a lot of the globe trotting was a lot of, like, filler? Yes. That, the whole um, chase scene in Morocco completely... I mean, it was cool. It was cool, it was, but disjointed, too. A little yeah. bit, like, hard to follow it, but it was cool, you know. Wasn't, uh, like, you could have shortened it a little mm -hmm. bit. Definitely. And, and also, like, it was unnecessary to like so every time um 
what was the kid's name again? Teddy. 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 He's forgettable. Yeah. <laughs> Incredibly so. Incredible forgettable. Go ahead. Um, when he got kidnapped, I'm like, oh, he was part of the group? The incredible forgettable Ted. <laughs> <laughs> That's our next song. <laughs> Meanwhile, Teddy Productions. Anyway, go ahead. So when he was telling Indy, turn here, turn there, do this, do that. And Indy was like deliberately, you know, um, not listening to him because he's like, you know, sure, you live here, but I know better. Yeah. You know, and... Granted, he was right. Indy was right. But still, like, it, it was unnecessary to have to say, like, okay, yeah. you know, age and experience is better than the youth right. that, that lives. I get that. Sure. Okay, whatever. Don't shove it down my throat. Right. But also, at least one of the turns should have been wrong. Yeah. It's to show that, yes, you may have the age, you, ha- you may have the acquired wisdom of age, and I'm young, but I also do know some things that you don't know. That They should have also thrown that back at us. Yeah. Ah, because, because, you know, you, you can't be right all the time, you know, yeah. unless you're Helena Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> um, going to, actually, let's go to the artifact for a section, the whole Dial of Destiny. Do we feel like this is like a the ultimate cheat code or, or the ultimate um, um, two-sex mocking device? I, not not two-sex mocking, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm it was just the MacGuffin. The, MacGuffin. But, but yeah, every MacGuffin. one of his movies is all, except for, again, Temple of Doom, everything's always a MacGuffin. It's just, and for those out there, MacGuffin is just, uh, it's a plot device, uh, uh, you know, that, to move the story along. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is. But this one specifically felt like it because it didn't, it didn't have any grab. Like, like the, the Ark of the Covenant, even, I mean, I'm not a religious person. I'd, I've never heard of it until I saw this movie. Um, but what you described of it, as unbelievable as it is, I mean, it still seemed tangible. You know, and, and obviously we all know the story of the Holy Grail because it's just such a King Arthur thing that you've heard a billion times. That was relatable. The stones you showed us what they're supposed to do, it was a silly story, but nonetheless you got it. This one is like, so there's a dial that allows you to time travel... Mm, not really feeling this one. I'm just tired of <laughs> you know? time travel being put into so many movies now. Right, that and that's my thing now, yeah. So, uh, just to correct. So, the dial itself doesn't let you time travel. Apparently, in this universe... It locates... Th- there are um, rifts in between time and... In, rifts in time and space. And the dial... Locates. Locates these rifts. Right. Based yep. on whatever calculations you set. You're right. But it, but it still deals with time travel and it still deals with the idea of now. Because now, and it's funny because all of the stuff is supernatural and escaping, you know, you know, escaping all this stuff. But it just felt so well, but all, far but, And also now. it's one of those things. And again, I know it's a story. Drop the, you know, you know, drop your disbelief a bit there. But it's also like, well, the, these riffs that rip open. Because again, like you said, and, I, and, and, and Ralph makes a great point. It's the device is only located. It's not doing them. These rifts are so violent. Mm. Even by 1969, radar has been used since the 30s, and sonar and saw so all this other. I mean, sonar wouldn't apply to the sky, but radar and stuff like that. We would have noticed these insane energy rifts just just ripping through the sky at some point. So, <laughs> so what you're saying is that the government is covering up the facts that there are tears in time and space in the sky. And all those airplanes that disappeared wasn't actually the aliens, but them going back in time. Don't 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 Holy start that because that's actually be something people are gonna believe when they catch this podcast. <laughs> and, and of course, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying. Like, and that was that was the thing that also pulled me out of this. Is it's just like it's not even the device that's doing it. So now you're just saying this is this naturally occurring thing that nobody's ever particularly noticed, especially now, <laughs> right. you know, where we're literally seeing every part of the world, you know, like, and now I just don't believe it. You know? um, 
sh- shifting gears for a second, talking about the cast. Some of the cameos help make this a little bit more interesting because we talked about the globe trying to feel like filler. We talked about the, the device being a McGovern device. Mm-hmm. Did any of the cameos kind of make it feel kind of nostalgic or happy or whatever? Because P.S. Antonio Banderas, his cameo, I almost didn't recognize him. I was right, like, yeah. he looks old. But, but, uh, I'm sorry, I mean, you, you would be in good company because Mike barely recognized him. Yeah, I know. It took me a second. I saw like, the credits and I was like, Tony Banderas? Because I turned, I was like, I'm like, is that Tony Banderas? <laughs> you know? And I said, yes, I know this guy from anywhere. Wow. Um, but, Zorro, between on. him and, uh, and, and, and Salah coming back, yeah. you know. Well, but, but the thing is, Antonio Banderas' character didn't come back. No, no, he didn't come back. Right. Like, and, yeah. and that was a huge glaring error. It's like, you, oh, he's one of my dearest friends. I'm like, not according to us. So guess what? His death means nothing to us. Whatever death the writer thought we were going to get from this, this, this feeling of sorrow, we have no connection to this guy at all. Now, if they had killed <laughs> you know? Salah. Now, if they had killed Salah, oh. it, would have been, it would have been different. I mean, his appearance still didn't touch the same way, I felt. But you know he's younger than uh, Harrison Ford? Yeah. Yeah, I was just like, oh, John Riz. I'm like, man, you've... Wow, you look a little rough there. Um, but yeah, he's oh actually he's only a couple of years, but he's still younger than uh, I think it's only like two years. But but I mean, yeah, I mean, if Salah had died, you would have felt it more. But I didn't feel warm and fuzzy seeing him either. It just it just felt like oh, this is the last franchise. I guess we're going to catch all the people that we can. But we only except for Marion, it was just those two. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I mean, maybe I now granted no I don't Shia know LaBeouf, the other no short round. Well, no Shia <laughs> short round though would have been great. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's up and coming now. You know, I mean, he's back again. I should say he's not up and coming. He's back right. again. You know, yeah. Uh, what was it um, American-born uh, Chinese? He's in there. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. That, that, that I mean, he show. was in um, you know um, everything, everything everywhere all at yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's where he that was his huge comeback, and it would have been great. One, yeah. I mean, if you really think of, I mean, granted he's way older than that, but that let me see, Temple of Doom was in. 35. So this would be 34 years later. Eh, he's, I mean, they just make, up, make him a little bit younger, but he, you know, he could play the age he was supposed to be. Because if you said it's 34 years, even if you said he was 8 to 10, right. so he'd be you know, 42 to 44. He could do that. Yeah, you know. The reason why I mentioned that is because I feel like this movie had tried to play it up as Mike kind of mentioned the greatest hits. You know, like the hat and the, and the whip and the guns versus the whip and, and this and that and all these things, the, the guns versus, you know, just all these things that are callbacks to other movies. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the little boy who, you know, who's helping, you know. Eels, yeah. they're just like snakes in the water. Yeah. No, they're not. <laughs> he said that. He's like, no, they're not. But I mean, but yeah, I mean, the snakes, why'd it have to be snakes? It's like, they're not. Shut up about the snakes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> So now let's get to the to, to the to the climax of the movie where finally, uh, of course, whoa, 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 wrong climax, wrong. Meanwhile, twenty two, <laughs> episode sixty nine. <laughs> Shout out to his time. Um, yeah, so I'm sorry, I, I saw Indiana Jones in the Viagra of Destiny. <laughs> I, I called a different movie. <laughs> Did that Viagra help him run faster? Shit. <laughs> oh no, something kept it was something kept hitting his legs and making oh him fall down. <laughs> A third he just passed out. Up. He just passed out when the blood rush. <laughs> it helped him stick to the wall. When oh my gosh! It's a different kind of a movie. Um, so, so like Mike and Ralph alluded to, the Nazis end up getting the Dial of Destiny, find out where this wormhole is, and we find out. Um, and they think that it can take you anywhere in time, right. which I don't think. I, did they just wish? Did they think that they were just going to wish their way to a certain part in time? No. So yeah. apparently, it's based on the calculation. So you set the the you set the time that you want, 
the date and time on the dial itself, and then it'll calculate where it is for you. Right, which it wasn't doing that at all. So once again, you have a device that you've never really seen, never knew if it works, and you've just assumed you know how that works. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's wrong. Appar <laughs> apparently it's all math, because Archimedes is the father of math. Yeah. Well, well I mean, they thought they knew it, and kind of like me doing math, they were wrong. <laughs> well, it's because Archimedes... It wasn't built to do yeah, that. It was always, no matter what coordinates you set, it will always take you back to 212 BC. BCE, actually. Eh, you don't have to put that in there. So. Yeah. But, 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 but let me ask you, what did you think about that that point of the movie when when these planes chasing each other? You have Indiana Jones and and, and the Nazis in one plane, and then you oh, and you have um, Teddy. Teddy. Te Teddy. There you go. Yeah. Uh, unforgettable. He, he is forgettable. <laughs> I'm going to call him unforgettable, unforgettable. now. Unforgettable. <laughs> no, <saying>. you're not. <laughs> so there are the two planes flying flying into the wormhole, and then they, and, and the Nazis surprisingly are like, oh, wow, we're in 212 BCE. There you and, go. And I know that because the calendar on the ground says it quite clearly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How do we feel about that, that little plot, plot twist right there? Saw it coming. From also because of the first Chekhov's gun, where um, Indy is teaching that battle in his class class. I didn't realize yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, his that, last that, class. that battle, the perspective that we saw was literally the drawing. Remember, yeah. this yeah. is just, no one would have been sitting out there during that battle drawing in, in real life. They would have drawn about this battle later on in time. Right. You know, but this battle was literally the scene that was drawn, was exactly the scene he came in on. I'm like, well, that would never happen, <laughs> you know, because that just means someone was on an enemy, and it had to be the enemy that was like, we're about to be attacked. I'm still drawing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, because that was from the enemy's perspective of what Archimedes' people were doing, so I'm like, well, that makes no sense. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, I didn't actually think about that was going to be the resolution. I, I, I just thought whatever was, was going to fail, I felt it was very ho-hum. That was the answer. It's it, Not so much that they ended up back there, but the ho-hum part that I didn't like was when Archimedes was like, yeah, I built it to come here. And you're like, okay, now that I'm not happy about. Like, because now, like I said, it, even, even though the movie itself always lends to this, like I said before, about like if you just didn't do anything, things would happen. But this one just slapped you in the face with like, yeah, even if the Nazis had gotten it in, they just would have ended up back in time. <laughs> you know, wow. Like, Pretty much. Yeah. Um, yeah, go ahead. I, I honestly felt that Indy should have stayed with Archimedes. That, that was my next question. That would have been interesting to see because also gives it a great end. You know, it's like this. She goes back, you know, and, and, and like lives a changed life because of Indy wanting to stay there. Yeah, no, nah, you can't do that. And then, <laughs> and, but Indy's there and then you, you, you see, like it would have been cool if she like looks back to some sort of like um, painting or something and you see like in the in, in the yeah but he was dying so, so she knew that she would have left him there yeah but Archimedes and people they would have fixed him up somehow I mean you know but then I no because like, like well the reason why she brought him she's like you'll change history you may not think you will but you will change history because if you live you're going to be like hey you should do this you should do that I can I can you know he's not an inventor but he probably has an idea about certain parts of science and how they work you know um, and then with Archimedes' mind, they were like, okay, we'll get that. Yeah. Next thing you know, two years later, they got microchips. <laughs> That's how it works. <laughs> Next That's thing you know, we're all speaking Roman. <laughs> you know, Latin. No, I call it Roman. <laughs> um, but also, nothing's ever said exactly that all of the stuff is in canon, but they do try and work it. And remember the whole young Indiana Jones and all that stuff? Right. He's... In there, when they flash forward to the old Indiana Jones, it's in the 1990s. So we know he dies 
shortly after that. So like he died somewhere in the early 90s. Hmm. So he couldn't have been back then, if, even if they really kind of wanted to. But interesting enough, again, because again, they, they never try and say like, we're trying to match everything per se. But if they do try and do that, there is one out for them as far as, I mean, as far as without rebooting it, I'm talking about they just want to continue. In Indiana Jones, the, the, the last of it said, when they, when they wrap up uh, the, um, I think it's, actually, let me see if I wrote it. It's, uh, yeah, the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, when they're talking at the, the very end of the series, stuff like that, he had three grandchildren and two great-grandchildren. Well, remember, he only has one kid, and that kid's dead. And, and there, his daughter, who had the grandkids, they, was Sophie, someone we've never met or heard of. Mm-hmm. And he's a bit too old to be having a kid, so we can say if, if this stuff is actually canon, that he has a daughter out there somewhere that he probably is completely unaware of. At least by 1969, he's completely unaware of. Not Marion. 69 again comes up? I mean, it's just, I mean, again, I mean, it could be Mary. I mean, again, it doesn't say, I mean, I don't know the show that well. I don't know if they specifically said, like, he had a daughter or if it's just he has a daughter, so it could be Marion's. But either way, there is a daughter there. Hmm. But even Marion at that point only had the one kid in 69. So, I mean, again, she also bit old for that. <laughs> it did end the movie a certain type of way. Who knows? I was That's about to say, how, how did you like the way the, the movie ended where, where now you have, you know, Shaw, Shaw had this, I mean, Helena had brought Indy back, even though he wanted to stay with Archimedes in um, 212 BCE, you know, and so she punches him in the face, knocks him out, brings him back to, to, our, uh, to their time. Yeah, yeah I, my words immediately are, show me how you got back. On the plane. Exactly. <laughs> it was still, the portal was still open. And, and, right, the, and but, the plane was still working. Their plane wasn't jacked up as the other plane was. Right, but, but I'm like, you landed this plane, da 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 you, Show me, again, I'm not saying that couldn't show me how you got back. Listen, like <laughs> like Superboy, the portal goes both ways. Okay, <laughs> or, or, or like Moon Knight when, when when it's blacked out and you see the result, you believe it. Right, exactly. <laughs> but that's exactly what they did. They were like fade to black, fade to light, and you're home. And I'm like, that is cheap, <laughs> and you spent three hundred million dollars. Show me how he got home. <laughs> you know, well. Uh, 299 of those millions was actually just my paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> Wish you would have explained a little bit better. So, so they only, only had, you know, 1 million to work with. Oh, gosh. So, so I guess you guys were not satisfied with the ending because I guess they try to leave it in a way where it's like, okay, it's a nice little... Well, and he's got, he's got his happiness. He's, he's now found family in a certain way because, you know, because now I'm sure Helena Shaw, you know, she'll be a, she'll be a rascalian, but she's going to have redeemed her sinful ways enough that, you know, she'll be a better person. She'll probably be the new Indiana. Not to worry, people. She's not. <laughs> but she'll be the new Indiana. She'll do the right thing. But she'll, she'll play wrong a little bit every now and then. And she's got Marion back and, you know. And kill some people. Yeah. She doesn't have to worry about that fiancé because he's probably dead. <laughs> oh, that's right. The fiancé. That, that, you mean that tidbit of story that served literally no purpose? We didn't serve, we didn't serve it, it any purpose here. It, it yeah. just helped for the chase. Yeah. And, and, it, and like I said, it gave us nothing. And I'm like... People, you trying too hard. <laughs> wow. Okay. I do have a question, though. Go for it. It's always one of my favorite questions talking about the franchise is, what is, what are the movies in chronological order? Not of the film release. Of what, what is the chronological order of watching Indiana Jones properly? Not just talking about when the films were released. So, so there's only four movies. I'm not talking about the TV shows. Okay. So it's... um. There's only five movies. So chronologically, four movies, right? Temp- oh, four. Five. Sorry, this yeah, is, five. This, this is five. the fifth one. That's yeah. Right. You keep forgetting Crystal Skull. Yes, everyone I, everybody does. <laughs> um, it's so um, Ark, 
No, so Temple Temple of Doom, Doom before Ark. Is, is supposed to be take place before Ark of uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, right? Okay. Um, so it's Temple if Doom. If you say so. Ark. Crusade. No, I think Crusade also happens before Raiders. No, really? I think so, yeah. Chronologically, okay. if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. Okay. And then obviously Skull and Skull and um, Dial are the last two. Or it might be Crusade, Temple, Ark. And then uh, Crystal Skull, and then this one. Mike, what's the answer? Uh, you guys thought long, you thought wrong. You both were correct if you just agreed to each other. Oh, damn it. It is the, it's the Temple of Doom is first. It's only by a year. And then it's Raiders of the Lost Ark, and then everything else is in order. Then it's oh. Crusade, Skull, and then here. Why, why no Skull in this one? Because obviously they... Well, I had also just said it happened in 57. Right. Yeah, but, but, but I saw the movie, too, so I remember that. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's just one of those things. So that's, a, that's, a, that's the other weird thing is that... In Temple of Doom, when he faces a guy with a gun and he's got the whip, he's like, ugh, this same old thing. And it's like, no, this is the first time it happened, Indy. Uh, <laughs> Raiders of the Lost Ark, when you, when you were surprised, that was the second time it happened. Uh, <laughs> but you have to remember, it was filmed. Oh, I know. I'm just saying that, like, you know, they knew the time period they put it in. It's like, you included this joke, which is bad that you did it twice, but you should have known he, this is his first time facing it, you know. Anything else we want to add before we go to renaming and ratings? Mm, I don't have a thing. <laughs> okay. Although Ralph. I did want to hear more 60s music. Oh, goodness. <laughs> and that was another thing, too. Like, his, his crotchety old man with the neighbors. I'm like, it just kind of, it just went nowhere. Yeah. And yeah. that's the thing about the movie, too. And I was reading the, um, a review of this uh, from, I forget who was reviewing, but they, they made a good point. They're like, the movie isn't boring, but it also isn't entertaining. And I, it's, it's, it's exactly right. There's, it's not horrible. It's just not satisfying. It's not, it's not filling. Fun. Yeah, it's, it's not fun. Yeah, it's just you watch it and you're like, oh, I watched that for two and a half hours. Okay. You know, I watched a movie that's 30 minutes longer than any of the other movies and I still feel no more about it, <laughs> you know? So that scene with the, the, the guys in the music, mm -hmm. it would have been interesting if, like, um, he had, like, a little bit more, like, a better relationship with the guy where he's knocking on the door and he's like, turn the music down. And then the guy would have like invited him in and be like, Andy, come in here. You got to meet this guy. Tell us more stories. Right. Like that would have been really yeah, cool. No, again, I agree. You know, either that or he should have whipped the stereo shut. From <laughs> 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 the window. From the window. <laughs> snap, snap. I'm going to move us to renaming the movie. <laughs> wait, wait, you guys are whipping, whipping freaking 60s hippies and stuff. One last thing. Um, I, did, I did think it was kind of fucked up the way, like, you saw it coming, the way that, um, uh, the, what's the bad guy's name? Um, well, oh, uh, uh, Jürgen. Jürgen. The way that they took out the CIA agents on the, yeah. on the helicopter. Yeah. Also, like, how could you let yourself get taken down so quickly? Yeah. yeah. But whatever. But they did that, um, the Foxy Brown character. Yeah. Really dirty. Like, she just yeah, I, shot like, and yeah, then she out was, the helicopter. She was a good character that you thought was going to be around, and, and her name was, uh, was Agent, Agent Mason. Yeah. And yeah. by the way, um, uh, Kleber, which is the bad, the main bad guy, uh, his his little henchman. Yeah. yeah. Where is he from? What, what we've seen him in more recently. Um. Oh yeah. Uh, Justified, the new one. Yeah. He's in. He's he's the bad guy in the new Justified. Oh really? Uh, yeah. uh, City Primeval. Yeah. And he's just like his character's written very badly there. Very bad because <laughs> very like, badly. um, in the first Justified series, the bad guy for the first few seasons was Boyd Crowder, and this guy he was really good. He was like. Um, it's Walter Gogan. Yeah, the actor. He was he was like the Joker to um, Batman. To Batman, you know, he was really really good. Right. Yeah. Um, but this, this guy is just like he's just a smarmy, 
bad guy for a plot. Sociopath <laughs> that just does whatever he wants. And somehow is completely untouchable. Like, just, I, I shoot people. He doesn't have the gun mysteriously. You know, like, uh, whatever. Anyhow, <laughs> I just wanted to mention that he is. <laughs> yeah. so oh. I, I just thought it was kind of fucked up the way that they, they did dirty with those, with the CIA agents, <laughs> and especially her. Like, just. No, no, no. I hear you, bro. She, she grew wings. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right. Let's go into it. Renaming the movie. Ralph, go first. Uh, renaming it. I have no name. I honestly forgot that we do this. Um, <laughs> we do this every time we do this. If podcast. you're wondering, people, this is episode 245. <laughs> I'm going to call it Indiana Jones and turn down that loud music. <laughs> As he shakes his hand angrily at the sky. Yeah. Shout, shout out to uh, Mr. Cooper. I'll get back to you in a second. <laughs> um, I'm going to call it Indiana Jones and the Crusade of Bust. Because this was a bust. I fell asleep multiple times. Actually, I thought you meant that they were making a crusade to find bust. No. It'd be a more interesting movie. It'd be a more interesting movie. I just like, renamed it Indiana Jones and a Pile of Lethargy. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's go for it. Ratings for Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Ralph. I give this movie with the long name um, five... I can't believe that's actually a 70-year-old climbing a wall out of 10. <laughs> Give me a second. And she's just walking right past him. Come on, what's going on? I'm fucking 70. <laughs> right. I'm going to give Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny five and a half Archimedes being thousands of years old, but still looking younger than Indiana Jones <laughs> out of 10. <laughs> Mike? Uh, the Archimedes is like, Grandpa, what can I do for you? <laughs> Um, I give it uh, six. My memory's a little fuzzy, but your face rings a bell. Are you still a Nazi? Out of ten. <laughs> that, was that was a great line. Was good. I was like, are you still a Nazi? <laughs> and the CIA is like, what? <laughs> Nazi? Um, so there you have it. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Don't dial back to watch this one. You're better off watching some of the earlier Indiana Jones adventures. But guys, don't go anywhere. Rocket Review, that's next. Hi, I'm MFG, and this is my two-minute rocket review of the Netflix whodunit horror comedy film from Thailand, The Murderer. The boards of an old wooden barn clatter, and storm winds howl in the night. A blood-soaked man stifles his labored breaths, and a woman is heard yelling, Help me! That's the opening scene to director Wisit Sasanatiang's twisty, dark comedy murder mystery. In the northeastern region of Thailand known as Isan, a police inspector interrogates Thai native Sai and her white British husband Earl about the murder of Sai's parents and, well, just about everyone else at the farmhouse on the night of an anticipated hurricane. The movie unfolds in flashbacks of the deadly events as the couple is questioned. Sai's family is poor and is angry that she didn't marry a wealthy Farang like her sister Tutka. For those not in the know, a Farang is a mostly derogatory term for a foreigner of Western descent. Also at the farm are Sai's brother, ex-boyfriend, her adorable eight-year-old niece, and her quirky auntie. These characters are quickly fleshed out, yet remain wonderfully outlandish. Although Earl tries to endear himself to the family, his charms fall flat at every turn. We learn that, years prior, a fortune teller predicted that Sai would die a widow, and the family decides to make that prediction come true by any means. Despite the fact that the family's selfish motivations are nothing unique, the visuals and storytelling keep you watching as the tempestuous night blackens and paranoia 
Bigotry, jealousy, and greed fill the air while members of the clan start dying off until only one viable suspect remains. For playfully sewing together multiple threads, finding an inane joy and an insane ploy, and a puckish surprise ending, I give The Murderer a weird and wacky 8.5 out of 10. I'm MFG, and that's my two-minute rocket review. Don't go anywhere. Geeks on the Go is next. Geeks on the Go. Now with more old-timers. Now with more old-timers? Wow, I feel like I have to dig right there. I mean, are you an old-timer? It depends on who you ask. Ask me. (laughs) You jumped the volunteer for that one. Are you an old-timer? No, ask me if he's an (laughs) old-timer. He jumped so hard, the dust on his body just jumped off. (laughs) Jumped so hard, I need new sneakers now. (laughs) All the cracks left. Wow. All right, everybody. You know the segment. I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things gish. Ish. Quickish answers. Quickish answers. Hey, we make it under a minute. Well, quickish questions. Relative, said, quickish questions. Relatively yeah. fast. So let's see how well we do this time around, gentlemen. 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 Wait, wait, wait. He slurs four times in this in this episode. You don't jump on it. I do it. Yeah, we just come to expect that from him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, ready, set, go. Should the Indiana Jones character end here with this last movie, Mike? Not until they release the Indiana and Marion sex tape. <laughs> Nobody wants to see that. Gilf. Um, Ralph. Uh, yes, and then reboot it. Oh, oh, wow. Okay. Okay, so Nathan Drake, Lara Croft, and Benjamin Gates. Who finishes second as the best treasure hunter after Indiana Jones? Ralph. Nathan Drake. I mean, come on. Wow, really? Okay. There's no concept. Not the... Um, this one, the new one. The video game yeah, one. There you go. Mike. Uh, Laura Craft with her chest comes in first, second, and third. <laughs> <laughs> That's my thought. <laughs> and which Marvel or DC hero would you be, think is a good pairing for an adventure with Indiana Jones, Ralph? Now, at first, you, Answer. you're thinking I'm going to say Plastic Man, right? Answer. But no. Constantine. Wow. Okay. Mike. Deadpool. The title of the Indiana, would be Indiana Jones and the Mystery of the Headless Corpse. All right. There we go. <laughs> and we get it under a minute again. Press that button. No, go ahead. Oh, no. press it. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Ralph explains it. Ralph, Ralph, that's wrong. Ralph explains it all. You, know, you would think that as slow as he did that, it would be correct. Right? <laughs> Sorry. It was the right, it's right next to it. There you go. Yeah, and if just for people to know, he has this thing color coordinated. So the light blue next to the sharp pink button, <laughs> which is what he was supposed to, you know. Wait, that's pink? Yeah. That's oh, purple. shit. It all looks like gray. Oh, gosh. Yeah. What are you, a dog? <laughs> Wolf? <laughs> oh, God, I'm blind. Mike explains the hair in your arms. <laughs> and, where and where he's been licking himself the entire show. Oh, yeah. Which is I why mean, he's so quiet. Now you know Emma's from Marvel. That's why he's so quiet. Yes. <laughs> That's what causes the long. Oh, my goodness. So, wait. So, let's Pause go back it. for a second. Constantine, I like that. That's right? a really good idea. Right? Because he doesn't believe in magic. Right? And then Constantine would just be doing magic shit all the time. Yeah, let me just raise the dead. That can tell us where this <laughs> temple is. <laughs> <laughs> but, in actuality, Plastic Man would be the perfect one because if he needs to get places he just stretch him up over there if he needs a boat he becomes a boat yeah, yeah. and, and marion would just leave him for plastic man because <laughs> <laughs> when she needs him to get places he can go, there you go. <laughs> get places like an orgasm mike, <laughs> and mike you said um for yours what, what was your answer oh, i just said deadpool deadpool yeah because i said the title of the movie would be indiana jones and the mystery of the headless corpse <laughs> because there's just no way he would not murder him right <laughs> it would just be like five minutes into the adventure and he'd be like 
Look at that over there. Swing with an axe. <laughs> and just carry his head around. <laughs> oh my gosh. That, that, that'd be really interesting. All right. So, um, shout outs. Give it some... to the Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> They'll get it back. Do we have any shout outs, gentlemen? I know that I have something in particular that I have, a message I have to deliver. So, um, Ralph and Mike, any shout outs? Um, yes. To everyone who is listening, I say thank you. Uh, Apple just recently created this analytics thing, and I was noticing that we've got some uh, quite a few listeners. Any place interesting? Quite uh, a few, like five? Actually, like six. Wow. Ooh. Nice, nice. We'll talk about it post-show. It's great. I, I don't know if I read it right, but there was one in Antarctica. I don't know how that's possible. <laughs> well, I do have a large pool with the Penguin audience. That uh, makes sense. <laughs> Sorry, wrong <laughs> <one>. <laughs> they're, they're quite the fancy dressers. Oh, so. goodness. That's, that's why we hang out. Yeah. Wow. We're very sharp dressers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, Mike? Um, I know one in particular. You know you are. I love you all. I, I kid <laughs> these guys because I don't like them at all. But you guys... I like. You know why? Because I don't have to work with you every two weeks. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to give, I have a couple of special shout outs that I have to give out. Now, first off, the usual suspects, you know, um, Johannes, Johannes and Tinkerbell and, um, oh man, and, and South Carolina. I, I wanted to say, yeah, <laughs> I wanted to say um, shout out to you guys. And of course, um, Lady J, you know, I, I'm thinking about Who? you. Lady J. I never heard of her. Oh, wow. <laughs> Wait. Lady J? Lady J. Lady J. Okay, stop. <laughs> but there's three special ones I have to give off because a lot of times I do these shout-outs. And before, when it was like, um, when I would work with Erin, shout-out to Erin, and she would, and I would give a shout-out to her, she would say, I heard you. I heard you shout-out to me. Meanwhile, it was like 20 episodes later. And I'm sorry, was she being stoned for being a witch or something at that point? What was going on with that voice? That's, that's my Erin voice. Oof. I'm sorry. And you wonder why she doesn't listen. I'm sorry. Hey, hey, Cap. I enjoyed that show. Thanks for showing me out. Better. That actually sounds more like her. Wow. <laughs> oh my goodness. My point is I'm that glad to hear her testes finally dropped. Oh. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> well, I'm well. Here, well, no shade at all. I want to just give shout out to three people that made me realize that you guys are listening. Ooh, okay. First off, first shout out to Emmett's for Marvel. Emmett's Marvel, I shouted you out a lot because there's a lot of times that we, when we're hanging out, um, either hanging out at your sister's house or we're just talking, you'll always give like little tidbits about the podcast thing. And why does Mike do this? And why does Ralph do this? And every time it's a new episode, she gives something like, like right away, like almost oh, like the next nice. day she'll listen. So shout out to em, a special shout out to Emmett's for Marvel. But am I her favorite? It depends. Depends on what you're talking about. Because when you rip into something, she's like, how dare he? Uh, you know, but you come back for more because you know you like it. So what he's saying is that I'm the overall fan. No, 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 no. She gets annoyed by you because you take 15 seconds to take a two-second answer. But yet she still listens. I, I, I think because she's waiting for the rest of the show. <laughs> I think they're on break. <laughs> oh I'm the favorite. A commercial break. <laughs> um, shout out to also Big Kev, Big Daddy Kev, Kev. Big, Big Daddy, Daddy Kev. Kev, who was who was enough. Wow, <laughs> that's how his kid says it. His son is actually as tall as him now. Surprised <laughs> not taller. His son He's is still like, growing. His his son is Dominican Bam Bam. <laughs> I've seen him like in videos. I'm like, what are you doing to my godson? That's my godson now. So I'm like, what are you doing to my godson? He's like, what is he doing? He's just like hitting things. I go, yes, really hard. <laughs> He's gonna break whatever that is. is. That a table? Was that a table? That explains the uh, the 2.5 uh, on the Richter scale in the Bronx the other day. Yeah, that that that, that would be it. Mm -hmm. That would be it. <laughs> And a special...
special, special shout out and an apology to the one who got insulted from me saying that um, fuck Brooklyn. Um, shout out to um, Ivan, a.k.a. Mr. Cooper. He, he was really, really like, what do you fuck Brooklyn? Meanwhile, and he shouted me out on our chat. So Is he from Brooklyn? What? Is he from Brooklyn? Yeah. Yeah, but he lives he's, in Long Island. He's, like, he's Brooklyn, Queens. He's on that border, so he he reps both boroughs. And then, but now he's. So on, you said he's fronting. I did not say that. That's, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm hearing. That's what I'm hearing too. Yeah. Coop, yeah. you know what I'm saying. I'm just saying I'm glad you're listening to the podcast on a fairly regular basis and calling these dudes out on their um, bullshit, even my bullshit. So. Ivan, all I'm hearing is that he's saying that you're probably too dumb because you're from Brooklyn to understand anything he's wow. saying. Wow. That's all I'm hearing. That's what I heard. Yeah. <laughs> that's two of us that heard that. So, well, that know. just means that Ivan has to be on the show soon so he can be able to defend himself and not like listen to us nah. talking afterwards. We got to get that high chair out again. <laughs> 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 and, and those two thick phone books. <laughs> <laughs> De- See, that's your boy Mike, Ivan. You hear this? <laughs> Me and Tom would not do anything like that. <laughs> All right. So, anything else before I tell everybody good night? Nope. No. Ralph, I was looking at you, Ralph. And Ralph's like, yeah, I'm like, the answer to the question? No, I just wanted to create more. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> All right. So, for. <laughs> Mike, also known as MFG, and also on behalf of RT Squared, Rob the Tech, this is the cap saying, keep it geeky. In 10 years, this podcast is around. Wow. Yeah. Have we gotten anything? We'll do Did you bake us a cake, Kev? Oh. Wow. 10 years, that's the gold anniversary. Right? Good, good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>